Philadelphia Union, San Jose Earth, DC, Los Angeles Galaxy, Beach Pass, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Seattle Sounders, Montreal Impact, Bush USA, New York Red Bulls, Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Well, welcome to Pitch Pass. We are on location. And there's a couple of DC boys just hanging out. Oh, I like you bring the sunglasses down. Yeah. Stephen Goff actually joins me uh, here as we are. They're wrapping here. up the Pro Disney Where are we? Soccer Classic. We're, we're in Mickey Mouse World. Are we in Tomorrowland or <laughs> Fantasyland? Or? We're uh, we're at the ESPN Wide World of Sports as the, uh, the the Soccer Classic. I, I saw Strauss uh, called it earlier. It's uh, it's Silver Saturday as. Uh, the, the desert diamond desert classic wraps yeah. today the this wraps today and the, yeah. the charleston carolina cup challenge yeah, yeah. wraps it all wraps today a lot of trophies being awarded today it's all happening man <laughs> it's all happening right here so we kind of we got to make this a little evergreen just because yeah. leading up to the uh, to opening of mls which is next saturday yeah. uh, all across the country um, but i wanted to ask you since since we're sitting here uh, in florida in orlando we know that MLS is trying to make preseason spring training a thing like baseball. Yeah. You've been down here for a couple of days now. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've been here in past years. Is, is, is it something that could happen? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, um, they're trying to make it even more centralized uh, in the sense that more teams in one place. Right now, yeah. you got four, well, Charleston. Charleston's going to be the odd city out, though, don't you think? When it's all said and done, which is sad because yeah. Charleston's the best of all of them. I think. I mean, I haven't been to Arizona. I don't know what the setup is there, but Charleston's one of the great places in America. Um, and there's what three three MLS teams yeah. there. There's six here, uh, so that's nine. And then you got a whole bunch. And then every all the West Coast teams go in and out of Arizona yeah, all, so, all preseason. Yeah, I don't see why you can't do it like baseball, where half your teams are in Arizona, half are in Florida. Um, it's hard, you know it's hard to put every team in one place. Uh, it works here in Disney with a lot because not only do you have the stadium field, but you have I don't know three hundred fields or yeah whatever it a is. A lot of here. fields. There's a lot of land here. Yeah, um, and there's plenty of hotels from what I hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, DC is practicing like forty five minutes north of here. So yeah, I think it's a good thing, and I, I think it becomes more of a destination. Uh, for fans, yeah, you know, I, I've always encouraged the last couple of years for people go to Charleston, take some vacation time. It's an incredible city, amazing food. You'll see some good soccer in a wonderful venue, and uh, I think that's what MLS is pushing. Yeah, as a foodie, I, I was wondering when you were going to bring up the Charleston food oh, scene. Man, S- Sebastian and I ate well there last year <laughs> when I found out that DC was coming to Orlando. Instead of Charleston this year, I cried and cried. You don't want any uh, overpriced Disney food? This, is, this isn't your cup of tea? <laughs> you no, know, it's funny. Is uh, you know, Orlando is Orlando. You can't get around that. But, you know, every city, uh, I, always, I can always find a cool place to go. I met um, Will Coons from MLS Communications mm-hmm. and Paul Tenorio, formerly with The Post, now with the Orlando Sentinel. We met up in a historic district. In Orlando, yes, there is a historic... Now, what history is there in I'm telling it was, you know, these beautiful houses and cobblestone streets, and not fake cobblestone, yeah. not Disney cobblestone. I mean, like, real stuff with cafes and restaurants, and it was really pleasant. So, um, the point is, is that... You can find it. There, 
if you look a little bit and get away from the Applebee's, you're okay. <laughs> I know you're a big Applebee's. I love Applebee's, man. Steve, and I love them. Yeah, eating good in the neighborhood. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've seen. Um, you've been yes. with with United, obviously. You cover them for uh, the Washington Post uh, at Soccer Insider. I think everybody knows your Twitter handle. Um, scrappy game they played uh, to wrap up their their Disney uh, yeah. adventure, and uh, including a red card. Now. Look, this could have all come down already, but is there a chance that D-Row could face disciplinary action for something that happens in preseason? Yeah. I mean, it's not automatic like in regular season, but MLS Disciplinary Committee reviews things involving games between teams, their teams, regardless of the competition. So, yeah, I mean, if the problem is we don't even know if there's video of this the, the game was not on tv no it wasn't okay? streamed it was not streamed it initially was supposed to be and for some reason mls decided to, to blow it off uh disney apparently was supposed to uh tape it for the team's purposes yeah. obviously a week before the season we don't know if that exists uh, and if it the, does does anybody have an obligation to turn it over to anybody uh, yeah and and um, the incident took place right in midfield, so it's not like someone's little uh, phone yeah. camera was going to get a definitive look at it. Uh, so really it'll come down to, I guess, the referee's report and uh, maybe eyewitnesses. Could he get suspended? Yeah, I mean, Danny Cruz said Dero made contact with a headbutt, and that's a pretty serious accusation. It It looked like that's what happened. Well, let's talk big picture about that because okay. you, you mentioned before we started rolling that you know this this is kind of what is expected. You know, based on all the conditions, uh, United and Union had played a few yeah. days before. Uh, I, I asked you earlier if if this rivalry is turning into something on field that it's bigger than the United Red Bull rivalry. Uh, first of all, is it? Do you think? There's no uh, love lost between these teams. No, there's not, and and a lot of these guys know each other played for the other side i mean cruz was yeah. traded for pahoy last year brian carroll played for united for a long time he's philadelphia's captain um you know so there's there's that for sure um you know philadelphia hasn't been around long enough to yeah but th that's create, from a fan perspective that makes yeah. sense and i can understand if you're a dc united fan you say to yourself oh red bulls are our rival right, right. but it seems as if i mean you're talking u.s open cup you're talking about some incidents on the in MLS play, yeah. these teams get into it almost every time they play. Yeah, for sure. And and not only that, it's the proximity. I mean, they're called the Philadelphia Union, but they play in Chester, yeah. which is well south of Philly. I mean, you, you know, if on a good traffic day, you, <laughs> I knew you, you could say that. <laughs> it needs that little uh, extra explanation. I mean, you can get from RFK to Chester to PPL Park in less than two hours, yeah. easy. So. Yeah, this is happening, and um, there's kind of Philadelphia's uh, still waiting for a breakout season. You know, they it's it's hard to say where they're going after their troubles last year. Um, so, yeah, the, the ingredients are there for sure, and I think uh, uh, after witnessing today's game. Uh, it's going to be some pretty intense th three matchups during the regular season. Let me ask you three United questions. Sure. Uh, number one, you unofficially 
crowned uh, Perry Kitchen the man of the match uh, for their last match. Oh, it's official. It's, it's official now. <laughs> I've crowned them. It's official. Um, it's exciting if you are a United fan. And I don't know, long term, how, how far away is he from national team? What breakthrough do you expect from him in 2013? And is this the year that you he stops being the guy that nobody really talks about and is yeah. the guy that is, whoa, this guy is good? This should be the year. This yeah, is the year. This should be the year. He, uh, I think he has grown in confidence, stature, skill. He's a pro, man. He's a, you know, like we were talking about, he's a box-to-box guy. Uh, he's, uh, he reminds me a lot of Michael Bradley. You know, he has that hardness to him, defensive responsibilities, leadership. But he can also now... Um, as witnesses in this last preseason game, he can serve a hell of a ball too. Um, if that comes around and he's able to uh, ignite the attack, uh, spray balls around, send through balls, uh, this is this guy's an all-star. Um, in terms of the national team, the, I, I think the biggest problem for him so is— So many guys. Yeah, that position. And Michael Bradley being 25, 26 years old. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, between Michael Bradley, Jermaine Jones, Maurice Duke, Kyle Beckerman, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of holding midfielders in the mix for, for the U.S. national team. Um, but, you know, Perry's very young, and he's not going to get into this World Cup cycle. I, I just think it's too late. Um you know, Klinsman's not going to bring in an unproven yeah. national team player for qualifiers, uh, final round qualifiers. Um, but looking forward, he's got a future. One of the guys that United just picked up has been a, well, I'm going to say it nicely, polarizing <laughs> figure, uh, especially with United fans. Let's take let's take the the passionate fan base out of it. Carlos Ruiz is going to add something to this club. Um, Probably. I think, I think if you're expecting him to start, I don't. I don't know if he. I, I, here's the thing that I've I've said when I found out. I, I thought to myself, well, he's not going to walk in and start because Ben loves Pahoy's work rate. Yeah. But as a guy coming off the bench, that's that's yeah. a nice option to have. That's quite a sniper. So, what are your thoughts on Ruiz as he fits into the to the team setup? He he needs to be humble enough to realize he's not the guy. Um, Pahoy is the worker Dero is the diva mm-hmm. the star Raphael is the up and comer um, those are your attacking elements out there uh, at some point Ruiz um, I think he'll get some spot starts here and there I think if he's fit if he um Fit physically, and he fits into the the squad, um, builds chemistry with these guys. Yeah, I think he'll be a, a terrific weapon. I mean, he hasn't played regular club soccer in you know nine months. Last year with Veracruz, uh, but he scored for Guatemala's national team yeah. in qualifiers. He scored against the U.S. He's still a sneaky. Mm, can I say bastard? On yeah, go right? ahead. It's he's podcast. He's a little bastard, man. It's podcast. He, he's trouble. That's why everyone hates him. I mean, that's part of the reason people hate him. You know, uh, besides some of his embellishments. Yes. Um, but DC 
believes that he's got something to offer. Were you able to ask the guys about the embellishments? Because, you know, as a fan, you can go, I hate that guy. Yeah. But when he walks in the locker room, you can say you hate him all you want, but now he's yeah. a teammate. Have you talked to any of the guys about that? Yeah, I mean, the first thing they do is smile and laugh a little <laughs> bit. And um, they, you know, they recognize his effectiveness um, in terms of gamesmanship. Uh, they much rather have him on him on their team than against him. I mean, you know, Dima Kovalenko was the same way. Just a player who was loathed around the league. But then when he's on your team, you're like, oh, I, love I love this guy. Yeah. He'll he'll fight to the death for you. He, you know, this is who you want on your team. And he helped DC win a, an MLS Cup. So, um, you know, there's some similarities there. Um, he won't fight to the death for you, but he'll he'll pop a, go- a big goal in for you, and I think yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I think if the attitude's right, uh, he could be a big help for this team over a long season. You know, like you said, you're not going to see him starting week in and week out. He's 33 years old, um, hasn't played regularly for a while, but, man, the guy scores a lot of goals. And he does it in different ways, whether it's a bicycle kick or uh, just lurking at the back post. Um, whatever it is, he's been doing it in MLS. His, his strike rate is one of the highest in terms of goals per minutes over his MLS career. Twelman, Wondolowski, and Ruiz, I think, are the three highest in MLS history. So not a bad guy to have around. So they the team last year surprised a lot of people and then uh-huh. when Dior went down they really surprised a lot of people yeah. with the the results run that they went on uh, making to the Eastern Conference final and then finally injuries caught up with them and it was just too much to overcome yeah. I think they had a quiet offseason but judging by your your match report that is on WashingtonPost.com Ben's quote was we played really badly in the first half of this last preseason game but second half we looked pretty good and you agree with that assessment this is a team that probably isn't going to play sexy soccer, but yeah. is going to be a competitive team, even though they haven't been made the big splash like Chicago have with a lot of acquisitions, or they're not the Red Bulls where yeah. they're just making a lot of make big plays. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's kind of gone out their business in the offseason, but they're going to be a little dangerous going into the regular season. For sure. A lot depends on health. is the hub of the attack. They need him to stay healthy. He's not young. Well, we've been saying that for years now. <laughs> he's still not young, but he's still very good. Uh but you know it's weird. It's it's it's, it's still a young team. I mean, yeah. Pani's a young guy. De Leon, Kitchen, McDonald, Yakovich, Hamid. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Nahar's gone. Um, but you know, they they brought in Raphael, who's only twenty years old. Um, now nah, this is this is a team that should be very good from the start, coming off last year's experience, and is healthy. Um, and then come summer, then, you know, then as with all teams, you, you make some decisions. What do you need? Uh, do you have the salary cap space to make a move? Um, what's missing? And I think they're waiting. They didn't, like you said, they didn't make a one big pow move this winter. Raphael, you know, I don't know. No yeah. one's ever seen him play. We don't know how good he's going to be. Picked up John Thorrington, who, who inherits Wolf's role as an elder statesman. Um, I thought Robbie Russell out. inherited Wolf's role as the elder oh, statesman. Oh, yeah. That's There's right. always going to be a guy on the team who's got to inherit yeah, that role. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you know, who else? Did, you know, Riley. Come in. You know, James Riley might start it right back. Yeah. 
in on day one. Um, that's a that's a possibility. It's either going to be Riley or Corb. Uh, so they brought in little pieces, and they feel like they were close last year, um, and it didn't require major reconstruction. You know, it didn't require something radical like Chivas USA or Toronto, uh, New England. Um, they like the chemistry, the bond of this team, and they feel that will that'll carry them a long way if they can stay healthy and get some goals from either Rafael or Carlos Ruiz, Ruiz yeah. or you know a, a informed Dero. Before I let you go, I gotta ask you about national team stuff since you were down in in Honduras. Correct? Yeah. Well, first of all, how is that as an experience as a as a journalist? Now, we've we've seen a lot written, but I, yeah. it's a little different between reading somebody and hearing somebody talk about. Yeah, it. Um, this was my third trip to Honduras, and that was all, are all Central American countries when you go to matches like this the same? Is it is nah. it the similar experience in Guatemala, similar experience in Costa Rica, or nah. is each country a little bit of a different animal? Yeah, everything's every country game a little day bit too. Like even in like the press box. Mm, well, there's no press box, so there's that <laughs> at any stadium anywhere in Central America. Um, the Caribbean is very different from yes. Central America. It's much more laid back, as you would expect, yeah. in Jamaica Island or time. Barbados or wherever, <laughs> Cuba. Um, uh, Honduras, wonderful, wonderful people, and I'll never stop saying that. It's a country that's enduring a lot of problems with violence, gangs, drug cartels. The people are very sweet. Every time I've ever been there, um, obviously we're in a little bit of a bubble. You know, we're yeah. American businessmen, essentially. Yeah. The media, uh, we're, we stay in a nice hotel. There's security guards with automatic weapons out front. Um, sometimes we stay with the team. They're, you know, we're not exposed to things that the the, the population. But is. the average but, American who would go down there for yeah. uh, a qualifying match would be in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you got to be street smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't wander around at night by yourself talking on your iPhone. That's not <laughs> wise. Um, you know, you do things in groups. This this trip was a little different. They told us stay at the hotel, don't take any chances because there's just too much going on in Honduras right now. So we did, and it was fine at the stadium, no problems whatsoever. I was gonna, and that's why the next question no, was, I mean, what about the match day experience? Yeah, I think there's this misperception that when you go to a stadium in Central America, it's just horrible, unbearable, inhumane. It's not like that. I mean, there there have been issues. Saprissa in Costa Rica. Uh, for a country that is so peaceful and doesn't have an army, Saprissa <laughs> is a nasty place. And it's a great environment, but, you know, you might get hit by some coins. Um, El Salvador can be a little edgy. Uh, Honduras, though, nah, people, they like, their, they like their football. They like their country. They're very respectful of the visiting team, at least to the Americans. Um, you got to remember, too. If not for Jonathan Bornstein, they don't need, yeah. Honduras he make is the probably Cup, not yeah. in the World Cup. Yeah. So um, there's that. And that uh, nah, was a good trip. I love these trips. It's an adventure. It's a big world out there. Could something happen? Yeah, but you know what? It's part of living, man. True. You can't. You're right. You just can't live in a cocoon and be afraid to go to these places. I mean, I'll go almost anywhere. So I was talking about the German Americans. Uh, oh, they yeah. would consider the conditions probably inhumane uh, in Honduras. What do you think the main problem was down there? And as it applies to what needs to be corrected, uh, talking about Denver and Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, 
Is it Klinsman? Is it his tactics? Is it missing the spark and smile of Landon Donovan? What What do you think the thing is right now that is not clicking with this team? Yeah, it's all those things. I think I, I don't think you can point to one thing. I mean, Landon Donovan being out of the lineup. You know, as much as some people will whine about him uh, and his uh, introspection and all, uh, you know, he's a big loss. He's a guy that can run at people and score goals. So that's part of it. Uh, I just get this sense. And, you know, as a reporter in U.S. pro leagues, you get to take the temperature of a locker room because you're in a locker room and you can interview guys and you get a kind of a feel of how this team, what the vibe is can't do that in soccer because the locker room's closed and these guys don't spend much time together so you really it's hard to get a feel for it but the feel i get is i don't know if everyone's buying into this i don't know if there's that i think there's individual grit and determination but i don't know if collectively it's there like it's been in the past i think something's missing there so you take that you throw in the tactics with the you know, he plays a lot of defensive midfielders. Yeah. Which apparent, which supposedly uh, was the thing that was going to be gotten away from bringing in a foreign yeah. coach. Uh, partly that. Um, let's not forget, too, Honduras is a good team. Yes. Honduras qualified for the World Cup last time around. Um, they got guys playing overseas. Uh, you know, this is after the U.S. and Mexico. Honduras, to me, is is still number three. I think they're ahead of Costa Rica certainly ahead of Jamaica and then Panama is kind of the wild card and all this because we don't really know much about them in in um, pressure situations uh, it's a good Honduras team and you're playing in the heat the US is fielding a lot of players from Northern Europe that has an impact as well um, we'll see man it's going to be US has to play Costa Rica at home they should win that I, I don't really fear is it Costa a slam, Rica is it a slam dunk though because I look at I look at everybody going, oh, it's Denver, it's an advantage. And how big of an advantage is playing at altitude when none of the other guys, none of the Americans are going to be playing play at altitude? I think I think the uh, and you get a guy like Sabarillo who is not going to care if it's fifteen degrees. Yeah. He play he plays there for Real Salt Lake. Well, that's one guy. I mean, most yeah. the Costa Ricans aren't going to like the cold. Um, I just think the U.S. is a better team than Costa Rica. Is it a slam dunk? No. If you're playing Jamaica there, I think it's a slam dunk. But this is a massive game. Yeah. And not just because they lost at Honduras, but they got to go to Mexico a few days later. And then the next game in June, they got to play at Jamaica where they lost yeah. last fall. Um, so if Things you drop... spiral quickly. Yeah, I mean, if you drop points at home against Costa Rica and then have to go to Azteca. Uh, this gets a little tighter. Now, look, it's a 10-game process. Three are automatic. Fourth gets tossed into the playoff with New Zealand. Um, you know, you're still okay. You're not going to get eliminated by any means. But the pressure will grow if, if he doesn't get uh, – he gets – three points against Costa Rica. I asked I think I asked Alexi Lawless this on the show. Who? Alexi Lawless. He's a soccer commentator oh, for ESPN. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, we're actually in this must be his his temple, his chapel or ESPN Wide <laughs> World of Sports and Disney World. I asked him does if Klinsman no matter what happens gets the full hex. He said yes. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and and do you agree with it just because of the money they're paying him? Um uh, 
yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the equation. But, um, you know, Sunil Galati has been chasing Jurgen yes. Klinsmann for how many years? He got his guy. Uh, Klinsmann has instituted uh, new practices, new mentality. Uh, he, this is Galati's guy. He is married to him. Um, and he's going to stick with him unless the only thing I could see is if somehow, you know, they lose four of the first five games and guys start to turn, then maybe you have to make a change because the situation turns desperate and change just for the sake of change is required. Um, yeah. The other thing is you're paying this guy so much money. Yeah. You need to recoup that money by qualifying for the World Cup. Qualifying for the World Cup is a lucrative, uh, lucrative thing for for any federation. You know, you got to get there to to get that money, and you're paying a coach an awful lot of it. So, if the guy's not working out. Okay, you cut your losses, but then you need to get to Brazil. Steve, you seem really invest in this I, I gotta ask you a question now if huh? US doesn't qualify for the World Cup do you still go to Brazil uh, that's, good, that's you a good personally? question no that's that's a legitimate question and um, I don't know you look I mean, the, your look on your face is like do I yeah I mean the Washington Post should be at the World Cup yes even if the United States but isn't even if the United States isn't there's only a couple papers that could say that you know um I don't like USA Today wouldn't send anyone. No. Uh, New York Times would have a few people there. LA Times, this day and age, I I don't think so. Washington Post a little different. We do we do we do soccer well, and people turn to us. So would we send someone there? I would think so. But to be honest, I've been to so many of them. Don't um, don't don't look, big time us. Don't you big time us? I'm telling you, I'm. As much as I'd love to spend six weeks, four weeks in Brazil, it doesn't. Ha- it's hard. It's hard to go. I mean, I'm not complaining. Can't complain about someone else paying your way say, to the World Cup. I was going to say, don't you big time us. But look, man, 2014, summer 2014, I got a son graduating from high school. Um, I got some other family milestones um, that are very important that I'm going to miss if I'm in Brazil, so would it break my heart not to go? Mm, no, no, I don't think so. Well, I, see, I thought you had you some. Go, you I thought you, me. I thought we were on. Unco- did you just say that? <laughs> I did. Will you pass it's, it along to the post? It's now official. <laughs> You're gonna get crappy blog posts and and half-ass podcast if you send me. Dude, that's what I do. <laughs> Steve, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you coming out and hanging with us. And uh, I guess we're gonna we'll watch some rowdies Orlando City. <laughs> Hey man, Orlando. We laugh, but Orlando's probably going to be the next. Well, New York's team. the first priority. Okay, but New Orlando, York too. Orlando's on the right path. Well, here's what I'll ask you: Is is New York two? Yes. Definitely a New York two, or yeah. can New York two also be the Cosmos? Uh, that I don't know about. I mean, the the, the, the you haven't heard much about the Queen situation in a while. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to unfold, but MLS is has laser focus on a second team in the New York area and they want it in the city. That is their top priority. Which is weird um, because then, it, it seems like none of the fan bases, like I know Red Bulls probably don't want it, but nobody else is clamoring for another New York team. No. I mean, it, it would have to appeal to 
it would have to appeal to the inner the, the diversity of yeah. New York. Um, the, I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's what the league wants. And but they also recognize that there are no teams south of Washington D.C., and that's a big problem. And this is a nice layout venue. If you if this is where they're going to play, they probably won't. But maybe while they're building a soccer-specific stadium, how how what are Orlando City's chances now with the new Brazilian investor? Is it promising? Is it yeah, I, I think they're promising. Like jumps ahead of New York too. No, nothing will jump ahead of New York too. Nothing. New York too will be the next team on the brink for as long as it takes um the issue is you have 19 teams right now you want that 20th yeah. they want new york to be that 20th if new york can't be that 20th in the next year or two or three years then maybe you turn to orlando or whatever or just to throw this out there you know because it's always fun to speculate what if uh what if a team needs to move somewhere you know what if I don't know what team you would be referring to. No, oh, it starts with a ch. Okay, good. Yeah, so I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying it's not. Uncommon I'm just glad. I'm just glad there's no more. Move. We're moving to Baltimore rumors flying around. That's that's why it's I'm over. Happy. Yeah, man. Jason Levian came out and said it. No we're not Baltimore, yet. They're done. They're not. They're not screwing around anymore. I mean, that was Kevin Payne was using that as leverage, and I think he overplayed his hand because D- D.C. city government was felt a little disrespected and was upset about that. And um, Levian just came straight out and said, we're not going to Baltimore. We're going to get it done in D.C. If by some chance we don't get it done in D.C., then we'll evaluate things. But we're not playing games with Baltimore. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's narrow it down. New York 2 is, is first up. Yep. If a few years go by, Orlando City definitely in the mix. Yeah. Chivas, it seems. Chivas USA, maybe a relocation. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe they... F- solve the, uh, their issues in Southern California, build their own stadium. Maybe they move to Phoenix where there's a soccer market. Um, I don't know. There's things of, you know, they're, they're, they're embarking on this grand experiment this year. Mm-hmm. Re-experiment, I guess, uh, with the Mexican flavor, the Latin flavor. It's either going to be brilliant and they're going to steam into the playoffs. Yeah, or, or it's, it's going to be, be a disaster. A complete disaster i am leaning towards complete disaster but it's a long season i think it's a i think it could i'm leaning complete disaster as well but not because i don't i don't think the experiment could work i just think the people running the experiment aren't the right people to run it yeah i think there's that so so then the last thing before i let you go yes or no because you're the king of the z's when it comes to a dc united stadium i got an issue with that let me bring this up oh he needs the voice I i mean i might be wrong but i haven't used that no, in a long, over a long year time. since oh, you took the since you took the tour of Buzzard Point, I haven't seen it since then, and that was about I, eighteen months ago. Yeah, I no, I don't, I haven't used that, and it's funny, and I, I hope people will um, understand this and appreciate this. Some fans think that I said that as an insult against the fan base that I don't care what the fans think or what the fans want. It's not that at all. The Z Z Z Z was. Me taking a little, you know, midday slumber whenever Kevin Payne or the city would talk about the stadium because, frankly, nothing was happening. Yeah. So why not take a little nap and wake me up when something does? Some people took it personally like I was, you know, insulting the fan base. And I still get messages about that like, you know, you hate us, you hate <laughs> the fans, 
you know, you, you're condescending about the fans and what they want. I'm like, it has nothing to do with it. You totally misinterpret it. There's I'm no sorry. news to report. I'm a reporter, and there's nothing to report. What yeah, do you? So, well, there's nothing for me to do. Mazel so siesta. I'm like, I love a good siesta. <laughs> Especially on a park bench outside a Disney complex. <laughs> All right, so yes or no, yeah. 2013, are we going to have a stadium announcement, in your opinion, for DC United? Yes. Like the whole year. Yes, I think it's going to happen. So before I, December 2013, you think there think will be an announcement, happen. and uh, yeah. I'm not saying done, but no, no. ground broken? Uh, probably not. I, I don't know. But, a, but an announcement but... where everybody comes together and says, yeah, we've I, got a stadium, we're ready to start building, everybody signed off. I, I just can't. You know, I'm not a religious person. Uh, maybe I'm a little spiritual, but sometimes I just get these mm, celestial vibes. <laughs> and, you know, I just... I didn't know you were so deep. I, th- I think the time has come. You know, the the stars are aligning, as Levian said a week or two ago. And the money's there. The city's playing along. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. I... I would be, my personal opinion, based on what I know, and everything I know, I share. I don't keep anything yeah. to myself. Um, I would be surprised if there is not an announcement of an agreement to build a stadium in the next few months. I know we've heard that a lot, but I, I just really think we've come to that point. He's the man to follow on Twitter, at Soccer Insider. He's the Washington Post. Stephen Golf, Stephen, uh, thank you for hanging with us, and uh, we'll just go and watch some more soccer, and uh, we'll catch up over the course of the season. All right? We certainly will. Thank you. For more show information, go to PitchPass.com.